Podcast. I'm Lindsay, the music director here at KCSU, and for this episode, we're going to talk more about the making of music, a subject that I love. And today, we are so fortunate to be joined by Grammy-nominated recording engineer, songwriter, and producer Susie Shin. Susie started playing guitar at seven years old and has been involved in the making of music ever since, in part as the front woman for her own three bands, Jinx's 1985 and Suede. And the other part of her career is as an engineer and producer for some artists that you know and love, like Panic at the Disco, Duo Lipa, and Fall Out Boy. And she most recently produced Weezer's new metal-influenced album, Van Weezer. Being a woman in an exceedingly male-dominated industry, she's had to deal with a lot of double standards and gatekeeping around getting her voice heard in the recording studio. But her resume, along with having been personally requested by Rivers Cuomo to produce Van Weezer, proves that her expertise is both apt and powerful, and that women have something big to add to the industry, from rock to pop to metal. So, Susie, thank you so much for joining the KCSU Music Podcast today. I am so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. And how is the day going thus far? The day has been good. My morning usually consists of running errands, um, my personal life, and then around like noon, one, my sessions start, and that, that kind of goes for the rest of the day. It's always different, but it's, it's usually like always a writing, some kind of writing session or some kind of usually with an artist or by myself, but it's kind of make your own schedule in a way. So it's like you got to be on top of your your commitments, but you've also got that flexibility to do what you want. Yeah, you definitely have deadlines. Like you have to, like you have to finish the song, but like how, by this date. But however you go about it, you know, is is up to, is kind of up to you. And is there a learning curve to figuring out working with those deadlines? There could, yeah, there there is. I've, I'm kind of OCD in a way where like I know exactly how to go about it or like what the amount of time it will take me so I usually stick to my my mental my weird mental schedule very well and is it different to write on your own versus with other artists under a deadline like you know you'll be able to focus more on your own maybe I usually love writing with someone else um when I'm by myself that's kind of when my like I'm my own worst enemy um, and we'll tear something apart until, you know, I maybe only wrote like a few lines or I did this small thing. Um, but when I have someone else there, I can really bounce off of them. And if it's an artist, like I know, like I'm there for them to make their song better and to make their vision more clear. Um, as opposed to me, like I'm like, can be like a chaotic mess by myself. When you're by yourself, you have to bet on yourself. Um, you know, and really just go for it. I saw on your website uh, that you have a dog named Jack, and so I was curious how he came into your life and if he helps you out in the studio. <laughs> so funny. Um, Jack's sitting with me right now. I got him about three or four years ago from the South LA shelter. Um, I had a, a dog for like 15 years before then that had come with me to, from Wichita to Boston to LA. And I had gone to the shelter a bunch, but he was sitting in the very back by himself. And I asked and I was like, could I foster this dog? And usually they say no, because it's like the shelter is like, take the dog or not. But they were like, he's been here for three weeks. You know, sure. But And then I fell in love with him and he comes with me everywhere. 
to I would say like 90% of my sessions and he really does add an energy if people like dogs um that's com comforting and makes the room just a little bit more lighter because there's you know like a cute furry animal who wants to cuddle with you and sit on your lap but like in the case of Weezer like I'm not sure if Rivers was a huge dog person before but like the two of them just clicked and it was almost like an emotional support animal in a way for everybody in the room from like the drum tech to Rivers to me to the engineer and and everyone in between I love that and I totally yeah I agree uh, at the beginning of the pandemic my roommates both got pets and it just lightened up the house so much right to switch gears, um, something that I particularly enjoy about uh, Panic at the Disco's more recent albums and uh, Weezer's are the lyrics. And I was wondering if you have part in writing lyrics as well. I do sometimes, but more in the case of like of Panic and Weezer. Like Panic has, you know, Brendan, Jake, and there's like Morgan Kibbe and Sam Hollander and like a small handful of people that are like very exceptional at lyrics. But with Weezer, I more like encourage him to, he does, Rivers does his own thing. And like, if I'll be like, I don't love this line or like, I wonder if there's a better way to say this line or like, I wonder if the motion of this line could imply this or like looking at our whole song, if it could do this and encouraging him and kind of like, in a way like directing him where to go lyrically but I don't have like a direct lyrical hands-on aspect of that of that last album with Rivers. Definitely and so is kind of shaping sound more of the engineering and producing role like saying I think it should sound like this like let's aim for the sound it can be it'll be kind of like the emotion of it or this the definitely the sound shaping and what it should sound like and the engineering aspect of it but also it's kind of like an emotional and like a feeling and like what we're going for in sense of in a sense of like that too and do you usually know what that is before starting the song or does it take on a life of its own as it's created? I think sometimes it takes a life on its own in a way, but I usually have a sense of what I want the end product to sound like when, when I'm going into it. How do you prepare for a top tier recording session? I have the whole, the whole room is set up and mic'd. It depends on what kind of session I'm going into. Like, is it a vocal session? Is it a drum session? But usually like before the artist steps into the room, the whole studio is ready to sit down and play or sing and the levels are great or like 95% great. Maybe the, the, the drummer, the vocalist sings for like a couple, a minute or something beforehand to dial everything in. Like, that's what it's like. I want them, I want the artist to come in and like be able to be creative, not be sitting for hours and hours while sounds are getting dialed. Like, that's like the, the most, the biggest thing to me. Um, and then just having like an atmosphere set up to where it's like welcoming and friendly and it's not cold and it's not pretentious and it's not, you know, like industrial in a sense. Like, it's music, it, it should be fun. What stands out to you when you're producing and when do you know that you've gotten your best take? 
What stands out to me when I'm producing? Um, I will try to get a handful of best takes. Like when I'm kind of like, if I can like look away, I don't want to be looking at the screen, but I want to be like listening and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And then once I get like one amazing one, I'm like, all right, give me like four more of those. So that when I like fresh ears come back and listen to everything, like again, I'll pick that one or, you know, it, it, it still holds up. Um, and when it's for, to me, when I'm, when I'm looking for the take, it's, it's always like emotion first, the feeling first, how does it sound? Then like the tuning comes in last or like the small things that like I can like fix or not necessarily fix, but like, just like polish a little bit. Like that's, those are the bottom tier of like, of what's important to me. It's, it's always like the emotion. It's always a performance. And are, what is that feeling of this is the one? It just feels right. Um, it just feels right. And it feels like a record. Like you don't have to put a bunch of bells and whistles on it. It just is like, oh, that sounds like a recording, like a record. That sounds like what I would listen to in, in my, in my free time, you know? What are some of your favorite parts of recording and engineering and how has that changed from when you first started out up until now? I love working with the artist. Best part of producing and, and recording, I think, is the first time that you hear the song that you're going to work on, I think, is really special. And then, like, at the very end when it's, like, mixed and you're going back and forth with the mixer X amount of times and then, like, you know, it, it gets mastered and it's done and, like, you're like, wow, like, from this from this idea that maybe was a guitar and a vocal or, or parts of a song to this, like, completed project, I think is really special and cool. Um, and then at any time I'm like, I'm with the artist and we're like, all right, today's the day, like we're making the song. Today's the day we're going to go in and do it. Like, I think that it's, it's always special to me. Yeah. You are an instrumentalist and a vocalist. Is there one that you prefer over the other? Singing is super easy for me. Like I don't have a crazy range, but like that always comes naturally. Um, and then guitar is a second like very close second like I'm not a shredder I'm not like a virtuoso but like I love you know when I have a guitar in my hands and on top of like when I'm writing if, if like my vocal like it always helps to have a good like even acoustic guitar just there with me what drives you to continue doing this work because it can't have been easy to get where you are I've just I've never had another option I've never had another in my head. It's never occurred to me to do anything else. And it's always like, I love this. This is fun. This is what I do. And, and, and I'll always do it. And yeah, I, I got, I guess that's, that's what's driving me. It's just, it's just what I do. When you know, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Who is your inspiration and do you have any dream collaborations? My inspiration is from everywhere. It comes from like, I have a million playlists on my Spotify of sometimes I won't even know the artists, but like everything from like the Beach Boys to the Beatles and Blink-182 to like Biba Doobie right now and like Nirvana and the Pixies and, and Weezer. Like, like, like I think right now for me, like 90s alternative like pavement especially is really inspiring me 
um, and that guitar-driven kind of alternative rock from a certain decade, like, I, I want it to have a moment in its own way. Um, and I get really excited when I see music having that right now. And I, and I think it's more leaning towards that. Um, my inspiration is from everywhere. Like, like there's new, new music all the time, like ev everywhere. Like it's really cool that, you know, you can wake up and it, and it changes your world, like literally every day, you know, in one way or another. Yeah, definitely. And it seems exciting and also kind of nerve wracking to be in an industry where it's like, you got to keep up. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's challenging. It like, you know, my research in a way can be like going through Spotify, going on a TikTok, like it's going to live music, you know, or concerts when it's appropriate. But, and I think that's a really fun, I'm like very privileged to have that kind of life. Um, to where that's how I discover new music and that's kind of it, it's 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 great um I'm trying to think of like the best way to phrase it but I, I yeah I just feel very fortunate I get to like I feel like I get to like always like be young like the day that comes where I'm like oh, I don't get this like I hate it it sucks like then that's like a day I should be worried about that makes sense but I mean you sound so passionate it sounds like you are far from that day I hope so. Yeah, I hope it's very far away. And switching gears a little bit again, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like being um, a woman, like a very small percentage uh, of the recording industry. Yeah. Um, in a professional setting, it depends, I think, on the situation um, and my role in that. Like, if I think it's, like, usually, like, if something happens, um, I'll call it out and I'd be like, that's not cool. Um, that's not appropriate. Uh, chill. And I think there's like varying ways of, of what, of how I'll say that. And, you know, as, as a woman, I think like you're familiar too, like depending on like how, like how much do I care? Like not how much do I care, but like how much do I want to give my energy to, to calling something out or correcting something, is it worth my time? Um, and you know, as a female, like sometimes it's like, in my head, I'm like, you smile through, you deal with it, or you call it out. Um, you know, and, and I think like, <laughs> all women do that on a day-to-day -day basis every day of their lives. It's like they kind of have to choose one of, one of those or choose to ignore it, you know, one of, one of those, one of those things every day. In an article with the Rolling Stone, um, I saw you mention that you have had to finesse your way through some situations in which men treated you differently based on your gender and appearance. I was wondering when you're in a sensitive professional setting like that, what do you do to kind of work your way through? I try to make it not a big deal. I try to be like, yo, like chill, like, um, or like, hey, like maybe that's not the best. Or like, make a joke out of it, even so. But you know, people don't want to be bad, and people don't mean to be mean. It's just kind of like there's these things, these like walls, um, that have been brought up. Like even like like someone pointed out to me the other day, like the idea of like love, and that you have to like 
catch her. You have to ca like catch a woman. Like how to catch a, catch a girlfriend. Like all that. And I'm like, that implies that she has to be caught. Like what a weird, you know, idea and description like, like that, that you have to, you have to throw a net over a, a woman to call her like your wife or your, you know, it, it's, it's all, you know, interesting. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, it's just tied into the language and the things that you might not even notice are happening. And in all honesty, do women in the recording and engineering industry still have to make themselves fit into a room full of men to be given a voice in there? Like, it seems silly given the fullness of your career, but do mistakes or risks still feel dangerous? Um, it doesn't feel dangerous. And, and I'm very lucky to say that I, I work with guys who are awesome and really thoughtful and just like fucking cool. Um, so I feel comfortable and I feel like I can always, you know, be myself in a room with whoever I've been in the, in the past, like five years, which is crazy. Um, asked that question like 10 or like 12 years ago, probably not the same, but I, I think it's, you know, it's different times now. And I, and I'm very, and I don't know if it's all around the board, but like, I'm very fortunate with, for the people that I'm in the room with that they're, you know, they're, they're really, they're good people. And do you eventually get a feel for who's going to end up being good when you kind of first meet them? Or is it hard to tell? Good as a sense, like, they're going to be, like, um, successful, like, as an artist, or, like, good as, like, oh, is this, gonna, like, a good or bad person? Like, do I want to be around them? I was thinking respect-wise, but I'd be interested to hear both. I think when, like, in the first, like, couple of minutes of meeting an artist, like, I am, like, oh, I would totally bet on this person or, like, oh, this person, this, this artist is great. Like, I totally believe in them. Like, I think it's kind of like, again, like if you know, you know, and is their heart in it? Um, do they have, you know, a sense of self? And then the same with like, do I want to work with this person? Is this person cool? Like, are they good inherently like, or, or bad? Like, that's a, it's the same thing. It's like for everyone, when you go f meet somebody, whether it's a date or a work setting or an interview or whatever, like, I think there's something inside of you that, like, is, like, yes, this person is great. Or, like, mm, there's, you know, the warning sign going off. Something that is cool is I've been seeing more projects aimed to get women in the recording industry in the first place. Um, like Emily Lazar's new nonprofit called Moving the Needle and... So what do you think the industry has to gain from perspectives other than just cis white men? Um, I think the industry can gain, like, I mean, so much. It's infinite. It's the from everything from culture to different, like, different perspectives. Like, you know, I think there was a way for a really long time that was just accepted in the norm. And, like, that's how it was introduced. But I think there's, you know the possibilities are just like absolutely endless. Um, Emily reached out to me so funny literally last night about moving the needle. And, and I think it's exciting. I want like kids, especially like, I want to like take this idea back to like, you know, you're in first, second grade, like that there's so much more 
for women and for girls to want to be, to dream to be. And when it comes to music, it's always, it was always like, you can be a pop star, you can be a pop star, you can be a rock star, but like there's so much more um, that's really cool that I think that like, you know, for me personally, like I, that, I would have loved to have known these things as a little kid. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think they'll, you know, music can just keep getting better and better and more different and just take turns and, and we can, I don't know. I don't know where it will go, but I, I'm excited for it. Um, I just have a couple more questions for you. Uh, so this is a hypothetical that popped to mind when I saw that you were uh, frequently a backing vocalist um, during the recording process. So say that you join Weezer for a live tour and River says, we're switching it up, Susie. I want you to be the lead singer for a few songs. Uh, it's an arena tour and packed to the nosebleeds. It's kind of like that moment in A Star is Born. What do you do? <laughs> so funny. Um, I don't think that would ever happen. That's so funny. Um, I would be like, yo, I think that the Weezer fans are going to be like very upset about this. Um, I would have fun with it. Um, though but I would more so be like why don't maybe like we sing it together or something but not um I think they're gonna be pretty people will be pretty upset if like Susie walks out on the stage and sings instead of instead of reverse you can be like hey it was his call y'all strap in for the performance of a life <laughs> right and um finally is there any upcoming work of yours that we should keep our eyes peeled for yeah, um, I'm working with a handful of artists that I'm really excited about. Um, I actually don't know if I can say, but Cherry Glazer is this girl, um, this band that I really love. Um, her name is Clem. And then just an, a bunch of other projects, but like I'll like post about it or like keep people updated about it. Um, but a lot of like kind of like female rock, female indie rock, indie pop um, that, I, that I'm excited about. That is super exciting and one of my favorite genres. So perfect. Great. I could absolutely ask you a million more questions, but I want to hear more of your music. So I will leave us here. Uh, thank you so much, Susie. It's been so wonderful to speak with you and hear about your art. On behalf of myself and the listeners at KCSU, we really appreciate your time and energy. Uh, you are a powerhouse and a wonderful influence for young women everywhere and just people trying to record because your stuff is wonderful. And um, we are so lucky to have you on the podcast today. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been wonderful. And uh, make sure you check out Weezer's new album that Susie produced. It's called Van Weezer, and that is supposed to be out on May 7th. And if you want to keep up with what she's making and who she's working with, you can follow her at Susie Shin, Shin with two N's, on Instagram and Twitter, or find her on her website. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.